The people around us are remarkable, and all it takes are a few questions to discover something intriguing or inspiring. Welcome to T-Town Stories, a show dedicated to the one and only Tuscaloosa and hosted by Quana. You can call him Q. He'll be queuing up questions to locals with diverse experiences and backgrounds. This is our town and our stories. This is T-Town Stories. I always ask this, especially with someone who is not in Tuscaloosa any longer. Tell us about your, not only your Tuscaloosa connections, but then start off by telling us about yourself. Yeah, I guess my uh, journey, so to speak, with Tuscaloosa uh, really started when I moved there in 2011 for college. It's a place that I feel like I, I grew a lot. College is such a formational time. And then, you know, now I feel like we're regularly going back. Um, my sister-in-law lives there. So I feel like we find ourselves in Tuscaloosa all the time, especially during COVID. We've been going there probably about once a month um, to escape um, kind of the city life, be with family. So I love Tuscaloosa. I love the city. It's a good place. A little by myself, I, I guess I grew up, you know, really in, in Denver, Colorado. Um, and, you know, my family, uh, they're Iranian, so I'm Iranian-American, um, grew up in having those experiences and, you know, being connected with the Iranian community, then moved to Tuscaloosa. You know, yeah, and, so you, you, you moved to Tuscaloosa even prior to college. I, uh, I moved to uh, McCalla area. Okay. Um, I guess, uh, junior year of high school. And yeah. And then after that went to, went to Alabama. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, were you, did you become an Alabama fan in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. You know, I, I hate to admit this, especially, you know, here in the public, but I grew up an Auburn fan. Uh, <laughs> You're not the first so, interviewee that that's told me such. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. As soon as I came to campus, I, uh, I fell in love with, with Alabama <laughs> football, basketball, all of it. So huge Alabama fan now. And listeners, I, I had the opportunity to meet Rod while he was in Tuscaloosa. And I, I knew at least that question uh, prior to asking him. We watched some games together. Well, so was was Tuscaloosa your college choice just because of convenience? Or had you thought about Alabama prior to your move to McCalla? Yeah, you know, to, to be honest, um, I was really planning to go to college uh, back in Colorado. Um, and I had everything really kind of laid out. My brother was there, was going to follow in his footsteps. And uh, long story short, my senior year, there was a mentor who was really close in my life, um, somebody I really looked up to, who really strongly encouraged me to go to Alabama. Um, he just felt like there'd be a good support system for me there, be a good place. And, you know, I, I didn't want to, but just to appease him, I applied um, kind of last minute to Alabama. And then... Um, you know, when I was about to make my decision on where I was going to go to school at, he actually passed away. And so it was pretty hard for me just to walk through that um, and felt like, you know, the way I, I wanted to honor his memory was, you know, by by um, honoring that wish. So I went to Alabama, not really knowing what I was going to get myself into, but uh, I can tell you confidently it's one of the best decisions I've made. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you about him uh, further into the interview. That That's quite interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, well, just thinking about Tuscaloosa, uh, you spent some years here, and it sounds like you're mm -hmm. spending some more time here. What surprised you in Tuscaloosa? You know, there's Tuscaloosa is means a lot of different things to different people, and there's a diverse community in Tuscaloosa. I mean, you've got a whole population of students that move mm -hmm. in and move out every year, every semester. And so I, I just kind of want to ask you a broad question. What surprised you uh, in Tuscaloosa? 
Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, uh, the biggest thing that, that surprised me is the diversity, um, especially with the amount of international students there at the university. Um, you know, especially being Iranian American, uh, it's not something I expected when, when I thought of Alabama, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just to, to be diverse in that sense. But, uh, you know, I, I came to Alabama and it really wasn't until my junior year that I even really started to, to realize, um, for instance, how many Iranians were there? Uh, you know, I met one and then I realized, you know, hey, there is, um, <laughs> you know, like a hundred Iranian students, um, and just a really cool opportunity for me to, to stay connected to my heritage. That's something I, I really loved, um, about my experience there. Um, and then just too, it's, it's so amazing to, to see so many people from all over the world just end up in, in Tuscaloosa and you get to interact with them, you know, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. walk into class or, um, at the store. And I think, um, that's one of those experiences that, um, I think really shaped me, opened my mind in a ton of ways, uh, just meeting people from all over the world, whether it was, uh, you know, Turkey, Brazil, China, um, really cool experiences. Yeah. And that's only grown over the last really decade. There's more students yeah. out of state than in state. And, uh, and yeah. that also speaks to the increase in international. So yeah. I think that's point. awesome. You've mentioned that because I think you're right. When you think of Tuscaloosa, a relatively small town in the South, diversity is not something that might come to the top of somebody's mind. But as a former student, I think that's so interesting that you point that out. With the university being so diverse and with Tuscaloosa also being a diverse city, T-Town Stories, I I remember thinking about this exact situation, this exact reality of Tuscaloosa whenever I was thinking about T-Town Stories. That's why I wrote in kind of the description that the goal was to tell stories of people with diverse experiences and backgrounds. Um, And hopefully T-Town Stories will begin to more and more expose uh, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I will say from my experiences, there's a ton of stories like that. Um, People from all different backgrounds, walk to life. And I think it's something that makes Tuscaloosa a really great city. Thinking about Tuscaloosa, your experience here, are there any places like like places you went in Tuscaloosa that you found out about maybe your senior year or towards the end of your year, or even maybe since you've graduated that you wish you would have known about earlier in your stay in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Um, two things really come to mind. Um, one is, um, you know, I think just again, off that note of, of the different diverse communities there, uh, just being uh, towards the end of my time, I was really involved with um, some of the international groups there on campus um, and got to meet and, and experience some really amazing uh, things there, uh, whether it was, you know, the, the Turkish nights or, you know, celebrating um, Diwali with the with Indian students or whatever it was. Uh, those were some really cool experiences that I really only just found out towards the end of my time. At, uh, at Alabama and, and Tuscaloosa. And, you know, last thing, kind of on a different note, the second thing is I love Lai Lai. That's my favorite yeah. <laughs> restaurant in this country. Uh, and it's one I really took for granted when I was in Tuscaloosa. Anytime mm-hmm. back there is the first place I'm at. Uh, such, a, such a good restaurant. So, um, you know, shout out to, to Lai Lai and Miss Lisa over there for always. Uh, no, by name, food. I like it. It's still oh, yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, we this like I tell people, this is a uh, a local support building initiative. So I appreciate the shout out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, That's a, a great great place, great people. You know, so yeah. some of the best Chinese food, in my opinion, in, in the country. I'll say that. I'm bold to say it. <laughs> there you go, man. Rod said it. Best <laughs> best Chinese here. in the country, right here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There it is. 
<laughs> inevitably, there are things you find out throughout your time here and you just wish, man, I could have really gotten into that or I wish I knew about yeah. that earlier. Well, hey, Rod, just to give us a little context, I don't think I asked you, uh, tell us what year uh, you started uh, at Alabama. Yeah. So I started there uh, in 2011 and graduated in fall of 2015. So if you're counting, that was three national championships. And, and by the way, yeah, real time. <laughs> well, what did you major in at Alabama? I was an English major. Kind of went a different route when I graduated, um, but I uh, loved reading and writing. So it gave me an awesome opportunity to do that and, and to, you know, just basically be in books all the time, which I loved. So okay. yeah, it was, it was a great major. And then, so, so you kind of immediately went into a different route. Did you ever think about teaching or anything like that? Yeah, I did. I did think about teaching for a little bit. It's kind of long story, the route I went. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, ended up uh, going and getting a master's in intercultural studies. Um, and, and really the reason, the thing that brought me to that is maybe something you've heard kind of from the interview is I just love different different cultures, meeting different people, um, especially working with refugees. Um, mm-hmm. It's something I'm really passionate about. So mm-hmm. went that route. Um, I think one of the things that attracts me to, to teaching uh, was just being able to, to shape and help people. Um, and, and I, I feel like I, I get a lot of that too out of the route that I've gone since. So, hmm. yeah. Did you see, so early on, obviously literature and reading had uh, kind of a drawing to you. Um, are you a drawing to it? Do you think that impacted you? I mean, were you reading things that were diverse or? Um, oh, yeah. 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 So I've, I've actually always been attracted to, to stories of, of different um, countries, honestly. So my minor uh, was was world literature and um, something I you know I loved. You're just reading the different stories. I feel like you get to know so much of a, of a culture through the stories they tell and everything like that. And um, yeah, so that was that was obviously something I've always been interested in. Um, you know, writing and just writing about my experiences. Um, yeah. That's definitely been something too that's drawn me. When you think about um, maybe a, a movie uh, that portrays an international setting or just an international vibe, one, one, what stands out to you? Hmm. Um, international, I mean, I think one, one of my favorite stories has always been Fiddler on the Roof. Um, yeah. It's my favorite, favorite movie, musical, whatever. Um, and, you know, I just love, you know, just hearing about the, the Jewish culture and then obviously some of the things, the themes in that movie about tradition and and, you know, kind of how cultures and things change. I feel like it's one of those timeless classics that you can see kind of anywhere. I feel like. I feel uh, terrible. We're on video call here for listeners. If you're not uh, watching this, I don't think I'm going to post it. So you're probably not. Um, <laughs> Rod is looking at my library behind me. Um, I like to read, but yeah. I'm ashamed to say I've never read that book. Oh, or yeah. seen the well, play so or I, the movie. Yeah, I'm not even, I guess it, I'm not even sure if it's a book. I guess it's really just a musical. Um, okay. you, you have to watch it. I've seen it live. I've seen the movie probably about 15 times. I could probably sing every word. Um, and you probably heard some songs from it, like Matchmaker. Okay. You've ever heard that? Um, you know, Rich Man. Well, it, there was a old Gwen Stefani song, If I Was a Rich Girl. Yes, yes. I was on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've got to get cultured, man. man. <laughs> I feel like I read a lot, and I, I'm so lost on that movie. Uh, or oh, that you got to watch it. I will. Okay, well, don't give me the whole plot, so because yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now I'm reading uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. It's a French novel. You know what? That's so funny you say that. That is number two on my list. Dude. Number one is, is Fiddle on the Roof. Number two favorite movie and book is Count of Monte Cristo. I'm telling you, mine too. really is. Yeah. So I wish oh, they would man. remake the movie. 
like and make yeah. it five hours long just to follow the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the book tells you every detail of everything, like, you know. <laughs> the audio version of that book has got the best yeah. audio narration, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah I got to listen to that. Well, uh, you uh, mentioned several kind of activities or rather groups you were a part of at UA. And uh, no doubt you had several spheres of activity during your time there. When you think about each of those different spheres, uh, whether it be school or church or your friend group, or um, I don't know if you had a job there, uh, which which individuals, maybe you can think through several of those categories, which individuals made the most significant impact on you? And um, yeah. you can even think back to high school. You, you mentioned the, the 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 mentor you had that kind of influenced your time mm-hmm. as you thought about going to college. Yeah, I think that question is honestly so easy for me to answer. Uh, you know, when I uh, when I came to Alabama, I mean, one of the big things was that um, I started. You know, kind of, I just got invited to this Bible study this group of guys. Um, and I was not a Christian at the time. I uh, had never really been involved with any of that. Um, and so when I went just seeing those guys and how loving they were, um, and just, um, you know, the, the hope and, and peace they had about, about life, I, it was really attractive to me. And, you know, I became a Christian through that and it completely changed my life. Completely. Was that your freshman year? Uh, that was my freshman year. Yes. Uh, it was my, um, I guess second semester of freshman year. And, um, yeah. Things have never been the same, honestly. Were these guys so. a part of a local church, or were they a part of a campus ministry? Yeah, they were part of the Well Calvary Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Um, so you know, shouts out to everybody there. Yeah. Uh, love that place. Some good folks there, man. So church, obviously, early on in your experience at Alabama, had uh, an impact. Those guys that were in that Bible study. You mentioned a little bit, just kind of their genuineness. I'd be curious to know what what really made you drawn to them. Did someone contact you randomly, or you know, did somebody invite you to church? Or yeah, I'd be yeah, it's a good question. That. Yeah, I just uh, honestly, I had a, a class with somebody that he just invited me, and you know, um, I I really I just wanted to meet people. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I wanted friends, and you know, when you're a freshman, you're just kind of trying to find yourself. You're awkward and. At least that was my experience. <laughs> and uh, so he invited me. I was like, you know what? I could probably go and meet some cool people. Um, awesome. And when I got there, I was just, I think the thing that was incredible about it is they were just so genuine. You know, how sometimes you'll, you'll meet somebody and, you know, you're just around them. And, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like it's like a, a genuine niceness. But but these guys, everything they were saying and, and the way they were acting, their their love, it was it seemed so genuine. And, you know, and then when we obviously started, you know, studying the Bible, I, I found where that came from, you know, why they were being so loving and, and all that. And, and it was just, um, you know, they attracted me to it and it allowed me to kind of ask some questions myself. And, um, you know, it led to me obviously, you know, becoming a Christian and, mm-hmm. and, and following uh, Jesus through that, you know? Um, yeah. So it was really incredible. Um, that is incredible. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And I'll say that uh, we actually ended up staying in a Bible study with those guys, with some guys from that group and some others, all, all four years, really, when I was in college. And um, I love those guys. Still talk to them every once in a while. It was it was just great, great experience. Very cool. I love to hear that the impact those guys had on you, not just for a season, but ongoing impact. Definitely. definitely. Um, well, any other spheres? Maybe a teacher. Maybe uh, did you work anywhere in Tuscaloosa? Oh man, where did I not work? Yeah, really. Tell <laughs> us about that. So, uh, 
for three years when I was uh, in Tuscaloosa, I drove one of those pedicabs, you know, that you see on game day and stuff. Wait, like a go-kart or a golf yeah, cart? It's like, yeah, it's like a, I guess a, like a rickshaw pedicab kind of thing where it's like a bike and the carriage thing. Oh, it's a, the bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that for three years and man, I have some stories from that. I mean. <laughs> Just like drunk passengers and stuff? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah, drunk passengers, crazy people. Hmm. Man, you name it. You name Some it. Some of my favorite videos like on YouTube to watch are when Uber drivers post their horrible passenger experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have had a dash cam, I bet you had some good videos. Oh, yeah. I, I promise you I do. I promise you. I <laughs> mean, funny. I can't even tell you how many times somebody threw up in the back of that or, oh, you know, God. whatever it was. <laughs> how did that so. work? Did you like just park it somewhere and it, somebody else owned yeah. it and took care of it? Yeah. Just parked it. Somebody else owned it. Um, I actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I managed it for a little bit, like a year, um, and then it was just too much. I wanted to focus on other stuff, but yeah, you would just park it, and you know, you're you're really doing all the the work there. You know, you're pulling all that weight, and so man, there were some days, uh, especially game days, you'd work twelve hours, fifteen hours, and you would just you know be done, exhausted. Okay. Going back home, <laughs> you know. I bet, man. So that was that was the hardest I've ever worked, and and hopefully ever will work. <laughs> man, you know I didn't know because you know some people don't have to, and some people do. And yeah, fortunately, some people think that kind of takes away from your college experience. I'd like to think yeah. it added to it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's good. It's good to be out there working, and you know, taught me a lot of life lessons. Where else did you work? Um, I worked at Lilai for a little bit, so that's a little bit of my, my love for it. Nice. <laughs> comes from that. That yeah. is genuine love. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, if you walk out of an experience like that, uh, loving the restaurant more, you know, that, that's, that means something. You know, a lot of times people work at Taco Bell and never want to go back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. So you worked in the food industry and the customer yep. service industry. You get yep. to deal with a lot of Tuscaloosans. I'm I'm glad you still talk li- nicely about us. <laughs> yeah, no, I worked I, uh, in um, I worked at Jason's Deli here in Tuscaloosa when I was right out of high school, okay. uh, and that was my initial. That was my intro into the food industry. I ended up waiting tables after that for nearly five years, off and on. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, Jason's Deli here. I worked with a lot of UA students too. Okay, so nice. you, do you work anywhere on campus ever besides the I'm gonna call it the rickshaw? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. I never worked uh, on campus. I um, interned with the youth uh, at Calvary for um, a bit. That was a good experience. And uh, I actually did a little bit of co-teaching. Um, I was a teacher's aide at uh, the Capitol School for a while. And really not long, honestly, because I got into, I was working there when I got into an accident um, yeah. my, my last semester at, at uh, Bama. So mm. yeah, I didn't work there long, but that was another place I was at. Well, speaking of your accident, listeners, Brace yourselves. We're about to get into something really interesting. Rod, I'm going to read something. I uh, hope you don't mind. I took it from something you wrote. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you about it. Sure. You wrote this. The whole thing happened so fast that I could barely even grasp what was happening. Before I knew it, I was lying flat on the road, my bicycle out of sight, and the taillights of an alleged black SUV going dim as they escaped into the night. Those nearby quickly ran to my aid. Everyone was panicking. Someone rushed to call 911. Others checked to make sure I was okay as best they could. By the time it was all said and done, I had 13 broken bones and had road rash cuts and scrapes all over my body. There was a phrase everyone kept repeating. You're lucky to be alive. Man, tell us about your accident that happened while you were a student at UA. Tell us about your recovery and uh, tell us about any impact all of that, that whole experience had on you. Yeah. No, I feel like it's one of those surreal things. Uh, one of those things you really 
can't prepare for, you never would think would happen <laughs> until it does, you know. But I mean, like a lot of you read, you know, I it just started, I was riding my bike one night, um, like I did, you know, pretty much all around campus, all around Tuscaloosa, really. Yeah, it was during a football game, um, one that we actually were losing, um, you know, which doesn't happen much. You know, I, I think what I suspect was a drunk driver just um, hit me from behind, um, never stopped, drug me about 50 feet they say, um, ran over me and left me. Um, and so, you know, like I said, that happened so fast, you know, before I even knew it, it, I was there. Um, and you know, really just, I was conscious the whole time. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but Mm. was conscious the entire time, you know, one of the the first things (laughs) I went to do was see if I could wiggle my toes, see if I could still walk, you know, to be honest with you, it's always been one of my biggest fears. I love sports so much. Um, people like I, like, again, you read, just were rushing around me trying to help. And, you know, I was just, uh, trying to, you know, figure out what was, what was happening, what, what was going to happen. I just kept basically saying my phone passcode over and over again. Um, and my friend's name, Hunter Snell, um, just over repeating it so somebody could call him, um, you know, tell him to help basically. Uh, and, uh, yeah, basically, you know, just, uh, ask the people there to pray, um, for me. They did. Still have never really met them to this day. So thanks to whoever that was, because <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, and um, yeah, the ambulance came and took me to the hospital. And like I said, I was conscious until I made it to the hospital. So was it one of these experiences where you just you didn't the pain didn't hit you immediately, or were you just oh, no. in excruciating pain from the moment it hit you? No, I I was not in pain. The adrenaline was rushing so right. much. It was it was hard to to really tell how bad it was, you know, um, I just, I just, the thing I remember the most is I really couldn't breathe well, um, which I found out was cause, um, I had a punctured lung. So, you know, so I couldn't, I couldn't breathe well. That was the thing I remember the most, but, um, one of the, the craziest parts was, um, just, um, you know, as I was trying to, to see if I could wiggle my toes, you know, I realized I couldn't wiggle my right toes and I wasn't sure why. And I like ran my, hand on my leg and, and realized that I had a compound fracture of my femur. So that was pretty surreal, just feeling the bone. Um, and, and that, you know, almost caused me to freak out is, is a crazy situation. Um, Can't imagine. Where, where was it? Was It was on campus? It was right off campus, um, Hargrove Road, yep. if I remember right. Yeah, Hargrove and Hugberry, I think it is over there. Yeah, no, right where um, you at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can almost right at that corner. Wow. Yeah. So right off campus. Man, how quickly did your parents find out that Hunter was, by the way, was Hunter one of the guys that was in that initial group you were talking about? You met your freshman year? No, he wasn't. Hunter is a year younger than me. So he wasn't one of those guys, but one of my closest friends from college. Um, My parents found out pretty quick. My mom was in Denver and came immediately. My dad was actually in Iran. um, So it was a really hard situation for him come back it took him almost a you know i think it was five days to get a ticket and make it back so i was really hard on on him and my my family in iran just you know constantly worried was he over there did he live over there was he there like working my dad is he's over in iran most of the time nowadays he's kind of retired so six to nine months out of the year something like that and and normal not during covid he's he's over there in iran Mm -hmm. yeah Man, I bet that was scary for him and frustrating oh, yeah. to have to wait that long. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. 
you know, I mean, he just, he tells me how worried he was, but I couldn't imagine if I was in his shoes and that was my, my child, you know, yeah. how worried I would be. Were you, you were at DCH uh, in Tuscaloosa yeah. the whole time? I was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some incredible nurses there, you know, that one. <laughs> I do know a few. Uh, yeah. <laughs> During that time, especially. Yeah. So listeners, yeah. um, just to give you a little insight into how I met Rod is actually not very long after this accident in 2015. Uh, at the time, I was working with some college students on campus and um, I kept hearing about this wreck, kept hearing about uh, this guy. A um, lot of students love this guy. A lot of people were telling me kind of his story and I was just impressed from a distance by this guy, not only concerned because of a wreck, but just because of the wreck, people started talking about this guy. And um, so the more and more I heard, the more concerned I got, but also the just just more curious I got. You know, honestly, I just wanted to meet this guy. I'm also a, a praying guy and I wanted to pray for this guy. By the way, uh, my, my wife is a nurse. At the time, she was a uh, RN working in the ICU. And I knew something had happened, obviously, from the students talking. Uh, my wife, because of HIPAA, couldn't divulge too much to me. But I basically learned that she was um, she was taking care of Rod partially in her unit. So um, I told my wife, Annabeth, that I was going to go visit him. I said, I got to go meet this guy. I want to go pray for this guy. And so I went to DCH, went up to Rod's room. There was Rod laying there. I think he was on a bunch of pain meds and there was another guy uh, in the room uh, with him. And so I got to meet Rod. He didn't know who I was, and, but I got to pray with him. I got to, to meet him and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. And uh, one thing that, that I remember from that too was just uh, how interesting it was because you were in uh, North Carolina, I believe, at the time. And, um, you know, uh, my, at the time, uh, this girl I just started talking to, who is now my wife, <laughs> was there too. So it was cool just, uh, you know, hearing your story. I guess you had just uh, come back from North Carolina, I should say, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you and uh, Annabeth's story is pretty similar to what I was trying to do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird. We've we've kind of been the same places at different times and yeah. some of the same places at the same time, too. Yeah. To get into some yeah. Well, Rod, that, that story made an impact on a lot of folks in Tuscaloosa. I know the nursing staff, they loved you, man. My wife was one of them. And uh, they were just impressed by all the, the friends you had around you. I'm sure, mm -hmm. no doubt, some of the friends you've already mentioned, mm -hmm. um, just the uh, support that they gave you. And man, I think everything that was happening surrounding you and surrounding that event was just so impactful for those that kept hearing about it. I know it certainly made an impact on me. And I'm sure you just going through it yourself in the yeah. midst of pain, you were seeing uh, kind of people rallying around you. Yeah. Do you have any other memories around that time that just kind of impressed you? Oh, man. I mean, I can tell you that I'm still just blown away. And it's been, you know, a few years now, but just blown away at just how incredible that community is there in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, people from, from Calvary, um, obviously just completely surrounding me um, and just being there for me. People um, from the community, like, you know, uh, Dr. Bell, the, you know, president there at the university came and visited me at the hospital. Um, actually, funny story, the nurses turned him away because uh, they said I needed that's funny. to rest. So, um, you know, that's funny. I feel like I could name them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. The nurses were amazing, by the way. Uh, They're just incredible. Wouldn't, wouldn't be here without them. Um, yeah. Well, I'll make sure some of them hear this interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They were yeah, obviously my wife will hear it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then, I mean, too, you know, just, I mean, my, just the community there, like I said, just how they were just constantly around me, um, supporting me. I could not have, you know, done that without them. You know, one thing I, I think a lot of people don't realize when you go through something like that is, you know, obviously you've got the physical things you're dealing with, you know, you're physically trying to heal you're physically trying to, you know, get back to normal. But, you know, just think for a second, too, of like the emotional toll that puts on a person, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm in my last semester of, of college and, you know, had all these things planned. And thankfully, all that still really worked out, but, you know, didn't know what was ahead of me. Um, and, you know, for months, couldn't really walk. So it was just tied to a bed, a couch all the time. Um, and just the amount of support I couldn't, I went from being, you know, a person that, you know, value just being able to do everything on my own. I couldn't do anything on my own, anything, mm. you know, and just um, the emotional toll, the physical toll, you know, that takes, I, I could not have done it without the people around me. And, you know, I just, um, I'm completely blown away still thinking back on um, all those times and, and how amazing people were. And I just, I feel like I look back on it and just think about how much I learned, how much I grew as a person, um, everything like that. And then, you know, in, in some kind of ways, you know, I, I feel like I'm, um, kind of glad some of those things happened you know mm-hmm. um i never want that to happen to anyone else and i wouldn't want to go through it again but i see so much good that came from it you know so yeah man that's so cool to hear um all the positive things that happen as a result and seeing okay. people rally behind you and in support of you i think it echoes back to what you've already said that their genuineness just showed again yeah, yeah. and um wow definitely how, how powerful yeah. well Damn. so they never caught the guy Never caught him. Really? Nope. Wow. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard. Uh, I guess he didn't have much to go on. Um, but, you know, I, I don't during think that about time, it. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I was just thinking during that time, it was Alabama game. So tons yeah. and tons of people from out of town are yeah. in Tuscaloosa yeah. at that time. Yeah, that's what they said. They said, you know, people are coming from, you know, all over the country, the state, whatever it is to, to those games. So, you know, you just don't know. It's, it's too big of a of a, a pool to pick from really, you know? So yeah, you know, they never caught them. Hmm. So. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you while you were in Tuscaloosa. I'm, I'm glad Tuscaloosa didn't show you only bad things though. Oh no, no. I, a lot of great things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a, such an incredible story. I've thought so for the last five years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm certainly glad that that occasion allowed us to meet. I'm glad that yeah. I decided to come up to your room. Um, I know you certainly made uh, an impression on a lot of the students I was working with at the time. So I hope some of them are able to listen to this and be reminded of kind of what you've been through and how you've overcome some of it. Yeah, definitely. So by the way, listeners, I've got to stay connected with Rod because, uh, like I said, his wife was uh, pursuing school in North Carolina. And I also went to uh, pursued my my master's in North Carolina. And uh, so we got to hang out there. We even found a few other Alabama fans and watched the state, uh, watched the uh, mm-hmm. national championship a couple of years ago together. Oh yeah, I still got that picture, man. You you brought your your game ball. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a signed football that I got from the uh, national championship team, the 2015 year that they they everybody signed it, gave it to me when I was in the hospital. That whole football team. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that that was you know the savior of that game when I when I brought it. To, to Kiwana's house, you know, second yeah. quarter or second half of the Georgia game. And, you know, people say it was Tua when he went in, but I, I really got to think it was the football. I don't know. Alabama <laughs> fans, you heard it here. This is what, this is the <laughs> truth. It was Rod. He changed the game. He brought the ball. He brought it out. 
when yeah. we were down and we won. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, man, it sounds like you had an eventful experience, college experience at uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I'm glad you got to meet some of Tuscaloosa's finest, eat at some of Tuscaloosa's finest restaurants. Of course, extremely sorry you had to endure uh, just that accident and all the ramifications of it. Glad wow. to see that you recovered really well. But you left Tuscaloosa. You, uh, yeah. I'm glad you're coming back still. But what did you end up doing after Tuscaloosa? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I moved um, after school, after Tuscaloosa, I moved to Denver for a couple of years. Um, was your mom still there yeah. at the time? Yes. Yeah, my mom, my brothers, cousin, all that, um, you know, still there. So you lived there for a couple of years, got married to, to my wife, um, and we lived out there, um, had some really great times. You know, I was pursuing a master's and everything and wanted to finish that master's in North Carolina. So moved uh, to North Carolina where I am now, um, you know, probably about three years ago now and, um, you know, finished my master's and have really, you know, just now, um, you know, one, just working at a software company in sales, uh, which has been a great experience, but also just trying to be as involved as I can in the community. I'm still really passionate about uh, working with refugees um, and especially um, Iranians. That's something I'm really passionate about. So really involved uh, in, in, in my community with that. You know? That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Triangle area is, sure. is a uh, very diverse city. Uh, with all oh, the yeah. schools, with you got oh, yeah. you know NC State, Duke, um, uh, UNC, yeah UNC, and then just Raleigh in general. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool place. Incredibly diverse. Um, really growing. So it's great. I always miss Tuscaloosa, but yeah. you know, happy to be where I am. So. Yeah, man, I, I had to come back. I'm, I miss Raleigh, too, uh, but we're home. Definitely. We, um, I'm happy for you. That's great. Appreciate it, man. We'll come up and visit y'all in, uh, in Raleigh sometime. Y'all come down and visit us anytime you want. Well, thank yeah. you for the interview, Ra. You have been uh, such, a, such an interesting interview uh, to hear your story, your experience in Tuscaloosa, and, uh, and see how you've recovered and you've moved on to do other things but i'm glad you're able to come back to tuscaloosa and enjoy all it has to offer oh yeah no i, I love i love uh, tuscaloosa and uh, um, it was great talking about my experiences there all right listeners we'll catch you next time on t-town stories mm-hmm.